Hey Scooby Squad, welcome to Puppy Dog Tales, where we share amazing true stories about man's best friend. I'm Hannah. And I'm Annika. And this dog is out to prove that not all cats and dogs have to fight like uh, cats and dogs. It's summer. Woo, finally. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be a little less busy. Yes, that'll be good. That'll be nice. Not a lot. No. <laughs> I'm teaching summer school at my new school. <laughs> I wanted like a drum roll in there for some reason, but <laughs> I didn't have the patience to make one. No. So. Yeah, we just finished cleaning up our classroom, so it's officially summer. It's weird. It's always weird. I know. But I'm going back tomorrow, so. Oh, yeah, you are. Um, Our newsletter is also a thing. Yeah. Um, That was the worst transition ever, but you can go subscribe to it. The link will be down below. We're going to share, like, you know, updates on stuff with the pod, some behind the scenes stuff. We'll shout out some people um, who write us reviews on Apple Podcasts, so don't forget to do that, too, but... Yeah. Yeah. Remember to check out our newsletter. Please do. Yeah. Yeah. Annika worked very hard on it. I did. Yeah. I'm very proud. I had something else to say. Oh my God. We I told you about this already, but we took Sadie to the dog park this weekend. Oh, we're gonna tell about that little dog. The American Bulldog. Yeah. Guys, this this gigantic puppy comes like walking towards us, like just strolling. And I, when I tell you he walks like this, like that's just like I could like hear the sound effects when he was walking, and he was just the most precious, cuddliest being that anyone's Aww. ever seen. And he already weighed more than Sadie. Oh, but really? He wow. Yeah, he was about her height, but wow. Yeah, and his paws were like five times too big for himself. That's the cutest thing when their paws are just so big and they don't know what to do with them. (laughs) And he was the most submissive boy. There was a little bit of a bully at the dog park and Mm. it growled at him and he literally fell to the ground and rolled over. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. He played with Sadie and Sadie actually threw a ball for this dog. Like, oh. She tossed a ball and watched it roll down a hill and watched him chase after it. That's so cute. <laughs> it was awesome. But he wore her out, too, because he was so big that he, like, accidentally knocked her down multiple times. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, Sadie's a noodle. Like, it's not too she difficult is. to knock her over. Yeah. But she's made for speed. Yeah. Not strength. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I invented a song for Buffy when she does really good <laughs> oh yeah yeah so the good girl song I actually saw like on reddit there's like a reactive dogs subreddit on there so it's been really helpful yeah so go check that awesome. out but yeah someone was posting about an embarrassing moment where they like were walking their dog the dog walked their reactive dog walked past four other dogs without reacting which is wow i know how exciting of a feeling that is when you yeah like are able to walk past other dogs with your pup and it's just they do really well it's just 
oh my gosh it's the best feeling and so she had like this good dog song for her dog and she started singing it and then around the corner there's like 10 other people and she was like I thought that I was alone singing this. oh no yeah. <laughs> but anyway so it inspired me to come up with my own good dog song so okay are you ready I'm, I'm ready hit me with it okay you did good I knew that you could now you did good yeah it's precious so yeah. good you're a good girl dun, 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 dun. that's awesome yeah so. <laughs> yeah i have a question for anyone that might be listening does your dog sleep with random electronic objects because mine is obsessed with it yeah she's I like can't always putting you. her nose on like my phone or something I, okay yeah i can't tell you how many times i've been looking for the remote and sadie is cuddling with it in between her paws Aw, <laughs> I don't know why. That's funny. Yeah, that's that's the other thing I was thinking about. Yeah, so let us know. Yeah, send us a yeah comment on Instagram. Such a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we should get into the story yeah, today. So this story comes from the book "The Dog Who Rescued Cats," which is written by Philip Gonzalez and Lenore Fleischer. Which Lenore is such a pretty name. I love it. Yeah, it is. There's a Lenore in North Carolina in the mountains. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, and it's autobiographical, so it was written by Philip Gonzalez, and that's actually where I'm going to start today with Philip Gonzalez. It's with his backstory. So, he grew up in New York City, and he talks about having a really strong family life. He had, I can't remember how many siblings he had, but he was, like, really close with his siblings, really close with his mom, and then things kind of started taking a turn for a worse for the worse in 1970. Hmm. So when he was 18 year old, years old, he joined the military service and he served in Vietnam. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he did see combat. Like it's a, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that was, that, that sucks. It does suck. I mean, there was yeah. a lot it's not a, yeah, I can't that, really the, that these men had to go through during Vietnam. So There's not much else to say other than it sucks. Cause yeah. Yeah. So during basic training, like before he's even, shipped out his brother passed away really suddenly from a heart attack oh no mm-hmm. and so like you know that's really traumatic he was really close with his brother and then while being shipped out he the plane that was supposed that he was supposed to be on left him and three others behind the plane ended up crashing and only the four that were on the ground ended up surviving oh my god but what's even worse is that they didn't let the soldiers call home like the four that survived Ah. they didn't let them call home to tell their families like i was not on that plane i'm alive oh my god Mm -hmm. yeah what i know i think yeah i think he said something about like when he got to japan he was able to send like a postcard but that was it wow yeah so then when he finally did get to contact his family his mother had died Oh, that's this is too much, man. It's a lot. This, wow. Right. Well, and that's what he his theory. You know, he thinks that it's due to the shock of losing, you know, because she thought that Philip had died, too. So he thinks it was, you know, the shock of losing two sons so close together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, just a whole lot all right at once. He grew up loving dogs. He didn't really care for cats. 
And when he got home from Vietnam, he actually adopted a dog named Montus, who also had a little heroic Montus. I think that's how you'd pronounce it. That's how, yeah, that's his, that was his name. Not Mongoose? No, it's a T. Huh. Yep. <laughs> Montus also had a little bit of a heroic streak in there, but I'll let you guys read the book to learn more about Montus. And then Montus ended up passing away, and it was really, that was really hard on him because I think Montus was, you know, kind of there to help with his, you know, PTSD and you know, mm-hmm. just needed a little extra support. And so losing Montus was really hard on him. So after the Vietnam War, he started working as a construction worker in New York. And he described loving his job. He felt like a very strong sense of purpose. Good. Yeah. And then one day, he's putting his tools away. He walks past. There's a machine that threads pipe. Okay. And his arm got caught. Yeah. They were able to, you know, keep it from hurting him even further. But, I mean, his arm was tore up. No. The doctors actually recommended amputating the arm, but he refused. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. So, he was able to keep his arm, but there was very, very little mobility in it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was always still kind of the understanding that if things got worse, like, there was still the possibility that they would have to still go back in and amputate yeah god because like the i don't like i obviously don't know how like it was mangled but like there's got to be lasting nerve damage that's like constant pain i'm yeah i'm sure yeah so i don't know how they i don't know how bad it was or how they were able to save it but yeah so he was left with very little mobility and that was really hard on him i mean he's a construction worker he Mm -hmm. works with his hands he needs two hands in order to be able to do his job yeah that's true so after all that i mean he he's been through so much he went through very understandably he went through a really deep bout of depression after the accident because at this point he doesn't have a job he's in a financial crisis he's mm-hmm. unable to do the things he loves to do you know he felt such a strong sense of purpose with his job and now that's taken away from from him as well yeah wow yeah so as he was spiraling in his depression a neighbor named sheila did what i would recommend which was get a dog <laughs> mm-hmm. i always think that's good advice get a dog yeah but philip was very against the idea he felt like you know between his bad arm and just the depression he he didn't think he'd be able to care for a dog well yeah that's yeah it's a valid probably he's really depressed he's probably not feeling like he's taking that good care of himself that's true yeah it's valid Mm -hmm. it's just yeah yeah but sheila was a really good friend she was like well let's just go to the animal shelter let's see what see what's there mm-hmm. scope it out a little bit and we know you can decide later so at the animal shelter the staff recommended a cat since he was unsure about being able to take care of a dog and he said cats do nothing for me which are words that would become very ironic later <laughs> okay so philip also said that he wanted a big dog like a mm-hmm. doberman or a german shepherd ideally he wanted a puppy okay so he's wandering through the cages looking at the dogs available and there was a doberman who Mm -hmm. 
had, I think, been spayed. And so she was still recovering from surgery. So he was considering that one Mm -hmm. when a dog limped towards him. And the staff member that was guiding Philip said that this dog had not moved once since she had got there. So this was the first time that she had even stood up since she arrived at the shelter. Yeah. She also had a bandage around her waist and was recovering from the same surgery. So she had also been spayed. And for some reason, Philip just felt like he could relate. He had been through surgery Mm -hmm. for his arm and he just, yeah, just related to her. So even though she really wasn't the type of dog that he wanted, Sheila convinced him to take her out for a walk around the block as a test run. Yeah, she's kind of small, right? She's fair. Yeah, she's pretty small. And I don't, I'll look it up for part two. I don't know if I've mentioned at this point if it's a two-parter or not, but it's a two-parter. So I'll look up for part two. I think it she's says definitely wiry, wire haired, very something. wiry. She's got terrier. She's got some kind of wire haired terrier in yeah. there for sure. And I think he had mentioned husky. I can't remember though. Huh. So I'll look it up and get back to you on that for part two. But she is very different looking. Like she's mm-hmm. very unique mix. Whatever she is. Yeah. So yeah. So he took her out for a little test run. He acquiesced, and during the walk. At one point, Jenny stopped and just looked up at Philip, and he just said that in that moment, he just knew how sweet she was. He just could Aww. see how smart she was, and that was it. She was his. Aww. So, so sweet. Yeah. So he named her Jenny and took her home. Is there a reason why he named her Jenny? I think there is. I can't remember right now, okay. but it's in the book. Go read the book. So, a little background on Jenny. So, Jenny had belonged, before she came to the shelter, she'd belonged to a woman who was very poor. Mm -hmm. Um, She had lost everything. There were, she had three kids. They were living on public assistance. I mean, she was barely, I mean, she was struggling to feed her children, much less a dog. That's really sad. It is really sad. So, the landlord, you know, they were evicted. And when the landlord went in after the eviction, to you know just check on the apartment he heard a whining coming from the closet and Mm -hmm. that's where he found jenny nursing three puppies so she was emaciated dehydrated like basically on the verge of death yeah oh Um, my god i mean because she and i don't even i can't remember if it says in the book how long it was you know between like the eviction and Mm -hmm. him going in to check and finding Jenny. But I mean, like she and her babies had just been left to starve to death. So people from the shelter came to pick her up. She was not having it. She was so fiercely protective of her puppies. Um, She's a good mom. She's a good mom. I mean, and it also just gives you insight too. like she probably had to fight for food like it makes me wonder if anybody else had come in I don't know like Mm -hmm. it just makes you wonder what all else she had been through that she was so she felt the need to be so protective of her pups Mm -hmm. when the people from the shelter came to pick her up they had to you know use a rope on a pole to pull her out like Mm -hmm. they wrapped they got it around her neck and pulled her out yeah um to save her and the babies yeah i've actually had to use one of those before yeah um, with a really really mean chihuahua at the vet clinic <laughs> and a few other dogs yeah um but when and yeah they look like 
they look like death traps like, they look really scary they look really mean but yeah. like guys i swear like you don't want to get your arm bit off nope by an by an angry dog and <laughs> well no that's not good for the dog either because like dogs no. that attack humans they don't have a chance they don't really yeah they don't, they don't a stand chance. a chance they're gonna be yeah. put down so and i've also seen when used on a pretty aggressive chow chow yeah <laughs> um, i don't think i had to use it on the chow chow yeah that one was so uh, such an aggressive dog that the vet that i worked for didn't let anyone uh, oh wow handle it except for the veterinarian oh, gosh. If, scary. Um, um, yeah but it yeah you just it looks crazy but it like it makes it so that they can't get closer to you yeah it's a safety you don't have thing to get too close yeah like and it is for their benefit in mm-hmm. the long run you know because they don't they don't keep it on them very long no so like you know you use it to get them where you need them to be and then you take it off you know but it allowed them to be able to save jenny and her babies once she was at the shelter her demeanor instantly changed like it was like a switch mm-hmm. she she knew when she was there she knew that she and her puppies were safe she was so grateful she was like running around licking all the workers there cuddling with Aww. them like just it was just crazy how immediately her behavior changed so hearing her story and seeing how happy and optimistic she was now was so inspiring for philip i mean because he's yeah. also been through a lot but he's you know yeah. he's been getting stuck in a downward spiral which is completely understandable mm-hmm. with all that he's gone through but yeah she was just really inspiring to him so he took her home and yeah. named her Jenny. Mm-hmm. And after a while, Jenny did get used to being loved and cared for. Read the book because it does go into a little more detail about like how she was able to acclimate to her new environment. But Philip and Jenny, they were both so grateful to the shelter. They just started visiting more often. I think That's Philip so cool. started like volunteering there. Well, okay, so he yeah. had bought Jenny like for like ten dollars oh my god right which especially thinking about like <laughs> all the things that happen next like that's yeah. crazy so he was like this was a steal well i was thinking I, about the adoption fees for our dogs oh yeah because they were our wedding presents to each other way more than ten dollars <laughs> yeah you know. so, oh my god <laughs> yeah so he was feeling like um this is a steal i owe you one yeah. so he wanted to come in and volunteer when they would volunteer, Jenny liked, you know, hanging out with the other dogs, but she loved visiting the cats. <laughs> she would stay by their cages. She would groom the cats. She <laughs> was the most excited about the cats. This um, is my dog. I know. This is exactly what Sadie would do. Uh-huh. So in the spring, kittens are always very plentiful in the spring that's if you want to adopt a kitten that's the time to look oh, yeah so one day in the spring jenny was there playing with the kittens and she ran up to one with blue eyes and long white fur and she was grooming it licking it refused to leave this little kitten's side so philip you know he kind of thought you know what maybe a pet would be good for jenny like <laughs> So he adopted her and named her Madam. And he was very adamant in the book, like, this was not his cat. This was Jenny's cat. Like, this was his pet's pet. Yeah. Not his pet. 
it's reminding me of when I tell, like, whenever I take Sadie for a walk, and Tucker's always standing by the door, and yeah. I always tell her, Sadie, tell Tucker where he lives, because he'll <laughs> try to escape sometimes. He does. Um, and so she'll give him a, she'll sniff him and give him a kiss if she can get one in before he runs away. Aww. Yeah, so, Madam became Jenny's pet. So, Philip quickly realized, though, that there was something wrong with Madam. She was very sweet, super affectionate, but she would never respond to Philip, like, when he would call her name. Yeah, he would, she wouldn't respond, like, when, you know, like, cats especially, like, if you, you know, shake their food. Like, I remember there was, like, cat treats Mm -hmm. that, like, you would shake and they would smell it and come running. She wouldn't respond to that being shaken. Yeah, if I open... A bag of catnip they both come charging at me oh yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> so he pretty quickly realized that this cat was completely deaf so oh and you you gave a hint about that I did. the blue eyes and and white fur yeah that's a that's a warning mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. we talked about that i think with delilah i think so yeah yeah because i think delilah is also deaf it's just very common for a, a white dog with blue eyes yeah. to be deaf yes and so, cat, sorry yeah so jenny seemed to somehow just understand that madam was deaf she never once approached the kitten from behind because she knew that you know the cat wouldn't hear her approaching and that might freak mm-hmm. her out she never barked at her and sometimes Aww. she would do like the mother cat thing where you know they'll pick up their kittens in their mouth and take them places she would do that all the time with madam and then when madam got too big to do that she would push her with her nose (laughs) push her around and get her where she wanted to go sadie pushed sadie literally pushed mocha out of the kitchen today while i was cooking food (laughs) because sadie knows that they're not supposed to be in the kitchen with me while they while i cook (laughs) that's cute (laughs) she like nudged them both yep it was really cute Philip just found it really fascinating that of all the kittens in the shelter that day, Jenny latched on to the one that was deaf. Yeah, that's awesome. Which that in itself is fascinating, but that was just the first time that she would do that. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. That's so funny. Not the last time. Not oh, yeah. at all. During another visit to the shelter, Jenny, that, yeah, so that brings us to Revlon. So during another (laughs) visit to the shelter, Jenny locked eyes on a scruffy red cat and she whimpered. And I think, I don't know if I mentioned that with Madam, but she would do this thing when she found a cat that she wanted she would just whimper and whine Aww. until the cat was hers and it worked so <laughs> she's like dad's a pushover i can get what i want <laughs> because he loves me oh <laughs> so yeah so she started whimpering and whining until the cat turned around and as soon as she turned around they saw that the cat one of her eyes was completely messed up from some sort of maltreatment Aww. that she experienced before coming to the shelter oh, kitty I know. So at this point, Jenny already has two cats Mm because I didn't go into it. Again, (laughs) read the book. But there was like a stray that they had found and brought home named Vogue. And (laughs) yeah. So Philip is trying to like magazine or something. Huh? Did they like find her near a Vogue magazine? I don't know if it was that or that he said it's in the book, but I think he said that he just thought she was really pretty. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I know. But yeah, go read the book. And it goes into more of Vogue's story. At this point, 
So Philip's trying to rationalize, like, you have cats. You have two cats. We don't need another cat. (laughs) Jenny wasn't hearing any of it. She would not let up. So the cat's eye... So Philip went to go talk to the vet about this cat. Because the cat's eye was swollen shut. It was oozing. And the vet said there was no way that the eye could be saved or the infection could spread to her brain he couldn't leave the cat he just couldn't do it so he adopted the cat and took her home and named her revlon so now jenny has three cats (laughs) two of which have disabilities one of which has been extremely abused so got a little team forming we do yeah yeah a little pattern here oh yeah, yeah. the team does, the does team philip, just gets bigger <laughs> does philip have a wife i don't think so okay i was like he either has a super less like accepting wife at home or <laughs> it's just like yep jenny can have another cat it's fine yeah no i don't no because i don't think he and sheila no they're definitely not married so okay yeah so that brings us to our next cat so Jenny had gone to the vet for her annual shots mm-hmm. and they found this, you know, there at the vet, there was a gray and white striped cat that a group of kids had found abandoned in the street. And Jenny started doing her whining after the cat. And as soon as she started whining, Philip was like, okay, what's wrong with it? Yeah. Because <laughs> she's just, you know, become latched onto cats that had some sort of disability. So sure enough, yeah, this cat was missing her back feet and oh part my of God. her tail. Yeah, Aww. I know, poor baby, new baby. Um, so the vet said that it was most likely due to frostbite, and he warned Philip that this cat was not a nice cat. This one was wild. Aww. It was probably gonna bite, like yeah. But Jenny didn't care. Jenny started grooming this cat, started licking her. And the the cat didn't like it. Like she was not a fan. But Jenny didn't care. She's just doing her thing. She's just being Mama Jenny. You know what a vet says the cats the cats mean that that means they had to use the cat the cat net. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Well, yeah, if a vet says no no no, this is a mean cat, like it's watch out. Yeah. It's a mean cat. Vets deal with a lot of things from cats. Yes. They do not like the vet. Yep. (laughs) So Philip could not say no. Aww. And he took Betty Boop home and Betty Boop became one of Jenny's babies. Aww. She took a while to adjust, a little longer than, you know, the other cats that, sh- that they'd taken home at this point. Betty Boop, you know, she was used to having to fend for herself. Yeah. She was used to not trusting anybody, especially humans. But as soon as she started receiving love and care and affection, Philip said it was just like the floodgates of affection opened up for this cat. And she just became the most loving thing ever. (laughs) She's like, this dog does not know how to how to bathe me properly but she tries every day but she tries really hard she cares (laughs) it's really easy to forget that like dog tongues do not groom cats the way they need i know yeah because like we 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 bathe our dogs because their tongues don't their tongues are way more like ours than a cat's Mm mm-hmm yeah the reason cats (laughs) tongues are like so sandpapery is because like they have little like they're what do you call them it's like little barbs yeah they have little Um, barbs on their like on their tongues that help to like hold the hair so that they can actually clean it 
It's why if you if your cat accidentally tries to lick a blanket that's too fuzzy, it'll, its tongue will get caught on the blanket. <laughs> but it's also why when they groom themselves, they look so pretty afterwards. Yep. So they do. Yeah. So Jimmy's just like <laughs> loving on her, grooming her, and one night, Buddy Boop just you know hopped into bed with philip and Aww. he said that that's where she sleeps every night now that's so, so she just became like went from very feral to like the most loving ever and she eventually became best friends with vogue which was i mentioned her very briefly the stray cat that jenny had brought home one night vogue eventually got cancer Aww. and betty boop was right by her side until the very end um, that's awesome yeah Vogue you know the, the family of cats yeah is at four now and it's not <laughs> stopping anytime soon oh. Vogue wouldn't let any of the other cats come near her at all just Betty Boop and of course Jenny Jenny was mm-hmm. always welcome yeah Jenny's a cat yeah <laughs> alright so this is the last cat I'm gonna talk about today okay this is Topsy so one night they were walking next to some construction and Jenny's making her now very familiar whimpering sounds (laughs) which meant there's a cat nearby that needs her help it's like the bat signal Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's the cat it's the cat signal (laughs) oh my gosh so uh, Sheila and Philip approached a security guard who promised there was nothing in the construction he would know if there was something in there everything's fine this. nothing's in there yeah but <laughs> jenny was never wrong and just you know one little look of puppy dog eyes from jenny and the guard gave in and then locked to the gate <laughs> jenny's she, like you don't got this bro yeah she's like no 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 let me let me do my thing i know what i'm no, about no, no. So, as soon as he unlocks the gate, Jenny dashes off through the construction rubble, and like a minute later, she comes back with a little tiny kitten in her mouth. So, the kitten was about the same color as the cement, so blended right in, would have been very hard for humans to see. And she had been trapped in an air conditioning duct. Oh, no. Yeah. So, Jenny led Philip and Sheila back to the, you know, where she had found this cat, and there were several other mother cats and kittens living there several he's like no there's nothing in here yeah (laughs) she's like uh mm, there is though there's like a a harem of of feral cats (laughs) (laughs) i don't think that's the scientific name for a group of cats but what would be what is the scientific name uh we're gonna look cats don't usually live in groups so i know buffer for a second um (laughs) i haven't used that one in a while because yeah, cats aren't supposed to live in groups. No, they di- they they don't typically groups. I mean, there might not be a name for it, but I think there is though. Okay, it's a clouder. A clouder? Yeah. With a D or a T? A D. C L O W D E R. It's like chowder, but you replace the C H with an L. Okay, so there's just like a full on clouder of cats <laughs> living in there oh that's really funny <laughs> i want to know who made this thing. Anyway, let's know. move on before i dive too yes. deep into this all right so <laughs> philip and sheila you know they were able to they tried to collect as many cats as possible to take back to the shelter I'm not sure how many they were able to take back with them but it was a good mm-hmm. amount and they found out at the vet that this 
cat that Jenny had gotten in her mouth was the only disabled cat of the bunch. Aww. So it's just like, there's just like a, a million different like stages of amazing here. Like it's yeah. amazing that A, she could tell that cats were there, which, you know, it's probably just a smell thing, but she could tell that there were cats there. She also could tell that there's, you know, these cats needed her help. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wanted to help these cats and then that she was able to pick out the one in the bunch that absolutely needed her help like this cat mm-hmm. would not have been able to get out without jenny oh no because this cat so there was a wound on her jaw it was so bad she couldn't even close her mouth mm-hmm. and then she couldn't walk she couldn't even so much as stand up so when they talked to the vet they thought this cat was like a couple days old turns out this kitten was six weeks old so it was tiny and this cat had been born with a condition called hypoplasia cerebella which is a rare congenital rare congenital Mm -hmm. birth defect and it's a brain disorder yeah so we can break down those words real quick the cerebellum the cerebellum, cerebellum i know that one is the yeah it's the it's the second biggest part of your brain so like your cerebrum is the big part with like most of the stuff like thinking happens the cerebellum's like that when you see it in a picture it's darker colored and it's near the base of your skull yeah um right before your brain stem and it controls your your like i think you're fine and gross motor movement oh, okay so hypoplasia hypo means below mm-hmm. plasia means like cell division basically oh, so it's not developing as normal like it's it's either underdeveloped or like barely developed at all yeah so this it this can actually happen in human in probably any mammal i'm guessing but yeah like you said like low muscle tone it's developmental delays yeah so kitten looking a couple days old makes sense yeah that does make sense yeah enough control of its motor function to develop muscles Hmm. would be able to walk or balance well might have seizures yeah yeah a lot of stuff yeah Um, so cats with this condition like they don't typically have a very you know it's very unlikely that they're going to have a good quality of life Mm -hmm. so kittens with it are normally put to sleep but philip wanted to give her a chance oh and it's a good thing that he did because Topsy was able to, you know, like she's very high functioning for mm-hmm. this condition. So Aww. she was able to figure out how to get around by so cute. rolling herself on the floor. Oh, which she's is so topsy-turvy. Cute. Yeah, so <laughs> her name's perfect. And she was even able to figure out how to roll up over her on top of her litter box. That's incredible. Yeah, so she could use her litter box. And then to get out once she was finished with her litter box she just needs to start meowing and jenny will come and pick her up and take her out of the litter box wow yeah oh so philip calls her her little his little miracle and he says that she is one of the happiest cats out mm. of the bunch she does have a tendency to bite but she never ever bites jenny yeah well think about it like the world is i saw that like it can also cause a lot of dizziness oh yeah so you're dizzy all the time yeah and you can't get your feet under you oh, of course so yeah. like anything that startles a cat they bite at or scratch at so right. like everything must be slightly startling for this little kitty Aww. yeah poor baby yeah so that's 
little topsy story. I had to share that one. So Jenny, you know, she showed Philip that animals with disabilities are just as deserving of homes, just as deserving of love as animals that are, quote, intact. And he they gave him a sense of purpose. I mean, he went from feeling completely purposeless, Mm -hmm. you know, to having a mission to fulfill. And he said that he felt like Jenny had chosen him to help her complete her mission. Yeah. So he started, he just leaned into it. Oh, that's Um, awesome. Yeah. So he started like whenever he went out and went for walks, he would go walk around the city, look for stray cats. He started, there was a group of about, I'm sorry, there was a clouder Clouder. of about 30 stray cats. (laughs) that he started feeding and whenever he could he would try to like pick them up or put them in a little crate and take them to the vet to get them vaccinated against you know the big ones rabies aids distemper and he always made sure that they got neutered too because he wanted to make sure that they didn't create more homeless cats that's good Mm -hmm. yeah and he worked really hard to try to find all of them homes but even you know there's a lot of cats. There's a lot of stray cats in the world. He couldn't find all of them mm-hmm. homes, but he made sure at least that they wouldn't, you know, create more unwanted cats. Yeah, Philip and Jenny just became this dream team of rescuing Aww. cats. They, yeah, they just started working together and finding these stray cats until one night when Jenny was kidnapped. No. Yeah. What? I'll save that for part two. No. Sorry. <laughs> how how do you do that? I don't. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I would. Mm, yeah. Mm-mm. Oh, and there was like a whole like ransom thing too. Oh my god. Yeah. So. Oh, I'd mess somebody up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so stick around. Come back next week, and yeah, come back for part two. All right. Well, I am basically a certified expert in our next section. You are. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's about why cats and dogs don't normally get along. Yep. And I'm living it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's okay. We're we're getting better. Everyone knows the phrase fighting like cats and dogs. It actually literally dates all the way back to the 1600s. So it's like over 400 years old. Yeah. That, that was correct math. I had to think about it. Um, <laughs> and it was first mentioned in a play performed at the Globe Theater. So, like, literally the idea's been around forever. Yeah. It kind of boils down to the species' natural instincts leading them to, like, opposite behaviors or antagonistic yes. behaviors towards each other. For a quick example, from this morning, Sadie was cuddling with me, and then she heard the cats playing. And I could tell it was playing. Yeah. Because they were just running around in their tube. And Sadie thought this was an invite for her to join in. (laughs) Surprise, it It was was not. not. No. (laughs) So she got up and ran over to check out what was going on. And, And then I heard some movement, maybe a hiss, a slap and a whine and then Sadie going (laughs) I can't whine very high pitched right now because I'm getting my voice back I lost my voice completely her little whimpers 
Um, she was whimpering. She came back. Um, the cats kept playing. And she just kind of defeatedly sat by me and whimpered when they passed by us. Uh, it It makes sense because cats and dogs have super different body language and different vocalizations that mean a lot of different things. Yeah. So with like greeting for instance i have like five or six behaviors that are like pretty up op- like it's interesting because they do a, a lot of the same things but they mean opposite things yes like when they greet um cats greet each other by making eye contact and holding it with their tail up i think of it kind of like i did karate class in college and it reminded me of like my sensei taught us to bow you always keep your eye you always match eye level it's a sign of respect and also if i look down you could take the upper hand right and smack me down i think it's very similar to how cats view that when they greet mm-hmm. um like i yeah. respect you but i don't trust you exactly <laughs> they they pass by and they make eye contact dogs however as we all know they greet with their tails wagging but they do not make eye contact and then they sniff each other's butts Yep. Um. Which is like the opposite, you know, like cats are like, you know, I respect you, but I don't trust you for dogs. It's like literally turning their backs to each other, Mm -hmm. sniffing each other's backsides. So, yeah, dogs like to trust before they give respect. And cats respect before they give trust. Oh, that's good. Interesting. Yeah. So the next one, when it comes to like running cats usually pretty much only run out of like fear sometimes if they're excited i've seen my cats run if they're really really excited Mm. like mocha gets the zoomies a lot yeah she does usually it's out of fear and like cats don't run that much when they hunt if you think about it they usually if they're if they're outside they hunt by hiding or they'll do like the little stalking thing like where they walk really slow yeah Yeah. and then they wait and pounce and they also have to do completely alone What'd they, you have, say? they didn't do the little butt wiggle. Yeah, they do the little butt. <laughs> they calibrate. Dogs, and the, yeah, and cats hunt very much alone. Yeah. Uh, dogs hunt in packs, and they're loud. Yeah. When they hunt, they're just, they bark to signal each other. They surround their prey, and then, and then whoever gets the first bite. Yep. I'm thinking a little bit more about wolves, because domesticated dogs are... Oh, really cute, but anymore. a little bit wimpy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not all. Of them. Well, they don't need to hunt anymore. They don't need to hunt. So, so yeah. yeah. And dogs generally run because they're excited. Now, they might hunt, but they usually chase or play. And cats chase, or they don't. Well, cats don't usually chase. When they're chased, they're usually freaked out by it. Right. Yeah. Also, tails. Mm-hmm. Number three is tails cats cats whip their tails around when they're mad yes sucker sometimes hits me with his tail and that's how i know he's really mad yep yeah he hasn't done it in a while but when i before i moved in with xavier tucker would come sleep in my room and um he would bang his tail on the pillow next to my head like next to my head on my pillow to wake me up to feed him. <laughs> when he, yeah when he was hungry <laughs> yeah now he gets an automatic feeder so yeah, it works a little better to for do me. that anymore. And he doesn't come in my room at night. Oh, nice. <laughs> He's not allowed. They pretty much, yeah, if they're moving their tail, they're they're 
angry yeah usually don't yeah yeah don't go pet them if they're like whipping their tail around oh yeah dogs however as we know when their tails going the faster the tail goes the happier they are usually yeah uh, they yeah they're excited they want to greet you it's a it's a show of submission mm-hmm. um too because uh wolf pups wag their tails but adult wolves don't Another one more body language re- difference is the play bow for dogs. So, yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah. yeah. So their butt goes high up in the air to say, and it's another submission thing to yeah. say, I trust you. Let's play. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll bark a little bit when they do it. Yeah. It's really cute. But if a cat's butt's up in the air, it is freaked out. Yeah, like where it's, it's like about to pounce. It's about yeah. It's either about to pounce. It's like in the middle of a hunt, mm-hmm. so it's like don't don't mess with me right now. Or if its back is arched, which can kind of look like yeah. I think to a dog, it would probably look like a play bow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it confuse Sadie before. So yeah, um, <laughs> if their back is arched, they're either stretching because they just woke up, or they are super freaked out. Yeah so yeah but either way it's not like let's play now (laughs) not at all it's very opposite so then vocalizing is also that kind of opposite cats if you didn't know feral cats don't vocalize after they're weaned they only meow to talk to their moms yeah so domesticated cats talk to humans because they see us as their parent Um, so it's cute but that's the only time they meow is to communicate with humans. They mm-hmm. they don't meow at, e- at each other. Um, yeah. And dogs are like, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes Buffy barks for like zero reason at uh-huh. all. Sadie talks to us literally all the time. Yeah, she does. Um, she talks to the cats. <laughs> she talks to, uh, to me. She talks to Xavier. Yeah. Um, she talks to random strangers that she wants to play with. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, literally, Sadie has like... A different bark it's really easy to tell if she sees someone that she likes or is interested in meeting it's a pretty high-pitched bark if she is wary of someone then it's she usually low growls mm-hmm. and then or does a lower bark uh, yeah. a lower pitched bark but she also like howls and what was that word you used to describe her earlier she does like the little woo sounds she's a woo girl it's um, like kind of like it was in like the it was in a Instagram reel that I posted. Oh, when she did it at Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like kind of halfway between a bark and a howl. Yeah. It's so cute. It's, she like goes, Oh wow. It's really funny. <laughs> Go watch the video on Instagram. It's so cute. She's a mess. But yeah, and it's it's easy to you know how Sadie feels based on her how she's vocalizing, but it yeah. is not that easy with a cat. No. So the other one, the last one is um, cat's purr can come across to a dog like it's a growl, whereas humans... Yeah, because they don't have anything else to relate it to. Yeah, not... only Felines are the only things that purr. Mm -hmm. Purring is so cool. Anyway, before I get down a rabbit hole... Yeah, um, (laughs) we don't have time for all that. (laughs) Yeah, so cats can growl, and I think dogs understand that too, but, but people are starting to think, like animal behaviorists are starting to think that cats cat's purr comes across to dogs like a growl so they think that they're mad that makes sense yeah when they're like actually super content 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> when they're at the like they're most content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, basically to sum it up, they're natural opposites. Yeah. Um, so they tend to misunderstand communication from each other. And yeah, I see it every day. Sadie like tries to play and they think that she's being aggressive. Yeah. Um and <laughs> and then she gets sla- slapped in the face. Or they're trying to send warning signals about like hey, I'm not in the mood right now and she thinks, yeah. "Oh, you want to play with me?" Yep. We're working on the on this part, but they can definitely be socialized yeah. to respect each other and sometimes get along. Mm-hmm. They usually respect each other in my house. Yeah. Um, right right now. now, like we've been <laughs> recording for a while because we had to like go back and re-record mm-hmm. stuff too. And the three of them are like all probably within two feet of each other, yeah. just napping super peacefully. It's so sweet. Yeah. They're um, not touching or anything, but they're right... I mean, honestly, like that's like Tucker will cuddle with us that way. Like he'll be sitting across yeah. the room, but to him, it's still cuddling. And they're yeah, the cat's bellies are covered, so it's they're in a slightly defensive sleep position. Yeah. but they're still they're really close. Yeah, and we're getting to a point where Sadie can give both of them a kiss and them not get too mad at her. <laughs> so it's really I knew she could do that with Mocha. I didn't know she could do that yeah, with Tucker yet. She's working that's on that with Tucker. Um, Tucker's a moody boy. <laughs> He's my, yeah, he's my special child. Um, <laughs> he is. <laughs> love him to pieces, though. Yeah. But, yeah, that is, that's cat us for today. Milk. Let us know if you have any any fun cat and dog stories. Yes. All right, yeah. so let's do our arbitrary dog rating slash gifting uh, for Jenny. <laughs> yeah, this is just kind of turned into what presents we want to give the dog. But you know what? For being I love it. Girl. I think it's yeah. fine. Because I want to give Jenny a one of those big, really cushy beds that looks like it has like a pillow in the middle, like the yeah. really poofy one, um, that's big enough for her to fit herself and all of her kitties. So she can has, cuddle with all her cats. Yeah. So it has like the walls on the side. Aww. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I want like a little like, okay, because we were talking about like the bat signal, but I want a bat yeah. signal, but it to look like a cat signal. <laughs> the cat signal. I love it. <laughs> like right. a little, a little, uh, like a little outline of a cat. Yeah, face. like a little yeah. floodlight with the outline of cat. Well, flood- <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to check in next week for part two. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter. Just click the little link down in the show notes. Please. You can also follow us on Instagram for more of Sadie's cute little uwu sounds <laughs> you can follow us at uh, puppy dog tales pod yeah and you can also email us a story about how your dogs and cats get along or don't at puppy dog tales pod at gmail.com and don't forget that tales is t-a-l-e-s yes I haven't said that in a while yeah it's always yeah. it's a good reminder <laughs> yeah that's uh that's all for us today so in the meantime keep calm and Wag on.